Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. You're joined with myself, Zeke, and fellow co-founder of the Bible, the Don. Mate, what's cracker lacking? Bit of moisturizer for me this morning and oh. last night. Big day at the beach. Um, I feel you. So you and I are both pretty pretty red like a lobster today, unfortunately. But, like a lobster. But look, good news is finally some sunshine up in Sydney. Summer is actually here now. So now we can enjoy the days, get a tan, get a drink, have a bit of fun and get into it. Such a good vibe being able to actually <laughs> go to the beach. Not have to worry about it raining, just go get sunburnt and cop it. There's nothing better. But if you're going down that path, you're going to go to the beach. I do recommend a bit of... Slip, um, slop, slap, they say. Well, there you go. You took the words out of my mouth. Slip, slop and slap. Get a hat, get some shades, get some sunscreen and happy days. Get into it. No hat, no again. no beach today. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, retirement. It is a long way away for for us at the moment. Um, So it's not something we generally think about, but... I feel like because you're young, you have the ability to plan your retirement in the best way possible um, and build wealth so you don't have to worry about it. What this podcast is about is how much money do you actually require in retirement to live a lavish lifestyle? Because I don't know about you, mate, but I want to, in retirement, go traveling, go on cruises, look after myself, get some nice clothes. How dare you? Just have a midlife, to be honest. What do you mean you don't know about me? (laughs) I know. I was going to say that. You're literally like the person, the stereotype. Oh, here we go. The stereotype. What insult is coming up here? No, nothing. No, we'll just leave it there. All right. But yeah, I know you're on the same boat. Who doesn't want to go overseas? Just have a good time and don't have to worry about the money because you've just got all this, these funds working for you and these assets working for you coming to your bank account. Happy days. You're living the life. Yeah, if you had the choice to go from sitting at home, retired, maybe going golfing once a week, and basically that's it. That's all you can do. You eat some canned beans, you play golf once a week, you go for a walk around the block as you entertain in all the local shopping center, which a lot of people do. No a shame. lot of people do. Or get a lavish retirement, go overseas, hit up America, Mexico, Spain, wherever you want to go, enjoy life. And not have to worry about it. Go on holidays with your kids, your grandkids, your family, whoever it is, your special group of companions. Could be your dog. Companions. Love, mate. Love it. You're spot on, to be honest. So what we what we find, especially in client meetings, what we like to say to our clients is it's all well and fine to at the moment before you're 60, which for your information is when you can actually access your super. Before you're 60, you know, people and families can have a nice income they're what we call rich, but they're not necessarily wealthy. Mm. So they've got a lot of money, but asset-wise and in the future, they haven't got that covered. So what we find is you know, a lot of families and individuals in their working life are living a pretty comfortable life. And as soon as they hit 60 and they stop work, their lifestyle income drops dramatically. For example, you're on $100,000, you're living quite comfortably. Retirement, you've only got around $60,000 in your super, for example. And that's supposed to last you 30 plus years. So how can we make sure you're safe and actually replicate your lifestyle or increase it so you can live a happy life? The ultimate question that we want to help you answer today is how much of an asset base do you need to retire and live comfortably? 
Comfortably is the key word. Comfortably, lavishly, exquisitely, beautifully, whichever word it is, as long as it is not poorly, then I'm happy. Let's have a look at how we can do it. You're on $100,000 a year, so you might be on 130, 140, you pay a crap ton of tax. Welcome to Australia, welcome to Sydney. And for our American listeners, your tax rates are a bit different, don't know what that is. Same with all of you over in Japan and Indonesia. But ultimately, we're talking good income of 100,000. So after your mortgage is paid, after your tax is paid, after any other debts are paid, expenses that you won't have during retirement. Again, that's kids. If your kids are going to be older, it's your mortgage, it's your debts, it's your tax, all of that kind of stuff that you won't have in retirement, your net disposable income. How do you replicate it? What we need is we need to acquire income producing assets. These are assets outside of the family home because as we all know, the family home is not paying yourself an income. So for example, what we mean is purchase yourself an investment property. Taxman and the tenant's going to pay you. You get a rental income of that, especially in retirement. Also looking at shares. If you're a savvy share investor, you like the stock market, you might want to go down the share pathway instead of the investment property pathway. Both extremely beneficial. The option is yours. Also commodities and bonds. So you have a variety of different assets which you can invest in, which down the road will start to pay yourself an income. The question is though, how much do we need in asset base to live comfortably? So the rule Don and I like to use is we like to multiply our net disposable income by 30. So we're looking at multiplying our net disposable income by 30 to create an asset base to pay us that income in retirement. So whoever's listening to this right now, get out your calculator, figure out your net disposable income, times that by 30, whatever that equals is, you know, if you're wanting to replicate your income now in retirement, that is what you'll need in assets. So do a bit of an exercise with yourself, your partner, talk about this. It's important to talk about it. That number will vary per individual. For you people who are looking at a net disposable income of $50,000 per year, and that's all you want or all you need in retirement, you're looking at about $1.5 million in order to generate that. Now, if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're looking at generating $100,000 of income and you need the $3 million, you might need a bit more than that because when you get paid $100,000 a year, guess what? You're paying tax as well. So you'll, you'll start having tax implications. But that's why you see financial advisors to calculate that for you. Keeping it very generic, we say for 100000 you need about $3 million. The reason for that is we get a rate of return on investments. We, we average it out to be about 3.3%. In the industry, 4% is a common rule that's used. We believe 3.3% is more accurate in the way interest rates are going low, so you're not getting high returns on fixed interest. Share dividend payouts are slowly decreasing. Companies are decreasing how often they're doing them. Some areas of rent are going up, some areas are going down. Rent is generally a fairly safe bet, but dividends, interest, stuff like that is rapidly changing in this environment. So I think using 4% is too high of a return to use. Yeah, so 3% is the conservative approach, which is the way to go, I feel, when planning your future because you'd rather plan for the worst case scenario than the best case scenario. Agreed. Agreed, agreed to agree. Mm. Well done, mate. Very good, very good pitch. Another thing we'd probably want to talk about is in your super fund, down the track when you are wanting to get investment properties or whatever, 
Generally, a lot of people look at self-managed super funds to allow you to do this. And a really big benefit of that, which a lot of people don't know about, is as an individual, you can have up to $1.7 million worth of income-producing assets in your super, and any income that that produces is all tax-free. If you're a couple, you can have $3.4 million. But yeah, anything above that threshold, you will be taxed, but below that or equal to, Happy days, straight to your pocket. If you were lucky enough to get to the $3.4 million cap in your super, there you go. You've already got about $115,000 in income coming in tax-free. That's not including any assets you hold in your personal name. So if you develop assets in your personal name and your super, that's when you really get that big benefit. And I mean, if you're looking at over hundred and fifty grand in disposable income per year, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to go and enjoy yourself all around the world. You know, go travel, have some parties, have a few cruises. That's it, mate. That's that's pretty well all we really need to take into account. Keeping it really simple, you know. Just trying to show people the level of assets that you actually require to generate a high level of income. Not a lot of people understand the level that you need to generate that high level of income. Mm. A lot of people are in their 40s, 50s with about half a million in super. When they retire in 10 years or so, they'll have a lot more than that. It'll probably be more like 700, 800,000. At that point, guess what? You no longer get the pension and you're relying on that solely to live on. So if you've got less than a million dollars and you're returning 3, 3%, 4% a year, you're looking at 30, 40 grand a year. And that's without the pension. If you do that, then your asset base is going to quickly decrease because you're going to have to be pulling money out of that to generate your income to live which means long-term you diminish all of your funds and then you do end up relying on the pension, yeah. which unfortunately is not more than what you were getting in the first place. I think that's the best um, way, to way, yeah, way to go about it. Write down a plan. If you're, if you're with your wife, your partner, husband, whatever it may be, sit down, as the barefoot investor says, you know, have a date night each month or each week where you actually talk about your finances. So sit down at the table, plan out how much you guys actually need to live a, a comfortable lifestyle or whatever lifestyle you want. Find that number, and from that number, you have an idea, and now you can start the fun things and actually look at getting these assets if you are in the position to do so. But yeah, you need to talk about it because we both believe finance chat and talking about money, wealth, etc., is very undervalued. No one actually talks about it. And we want to try and just make it a common conversation to have. And I'll give you guys a hint or a bit of guidance, if I may here, say. Here we go. Strap on in. Whatever I'm calculating right now for what I want in retirement, if I'm using my current net disposable income, I'm going to add at least 30, 40, 50 grand onto that. Mm. Now, why am I doing that? It sounds ridiculous. Think about it this way. At the moment, I'm working 50 hours a week. I'm studying 20 hours a week. I'm filming a podcast 20 hours a week. I'm sleeping for X amount of hours a week. I'm going to the gym for X amount of hours a week. So, of course, you, of course, you got to pop that one in there, mate. You're going to the gym. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I actually got nothing to say. Fair enough. I'll cop that, mate. But what happens in retirement when I'm no longer studying? There's 20 hours a week. I've got nothing to do. I'm no longer working. There's 50 hours a week. I've got nothing to do. I'll probably still do this potty. I mean... Finance Bible forever. Jeez, 60 years um, onwards. Mate, keep it going. <laughs> but just work and study alone. There's 70 hours a week where I'm going to be doing nothing. 
how do I entertain myself for that 70 hours a week? I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be going to places. I'm going to be doing whatever I'm doing. 70 hours a week of entertainment. I'm looking at at least another 10, 20 grand per year that I'll need. 70 hours a week of entertainment. I can only imagine what you get up to, man. <laughs> it sounds only, like a good time. I can only imagine. I bet, <laughs> I better hit that age of 60 because I'll tell you what, I'm going to be having a lot of fun. Oh, I know. If you're a listener to the podcast and you haven't yet gone over to our Instagram page, I would recommend to do so. We do have a lot of inform informative posts, um, just general information, which we like to share. And sometimes we do talk about them in our podcasts. But yeah, jump on that. Also, drop a review. We keep saying it. But until next time, keep budgeting, keep investing, and keep listening. <laughs>